I'm here with Paul. Wow, coincidental. Yes. <sighs> so how, how are you finding working from home in quarantine? I mean, uh, just to preface, we are both very lucky to have our jobs. We yes. appreciate that. And we're very lucky to be living in Australia where very few people have actually died from COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Well, we've, we haven't even had 100 deaths in the country. And mm. yeah, and the case is uh, what, about 1,000. So it's, it's, we're doing very lucky, yes. very well. Yes. We are doing very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Talking very smoothly well, we are Doing tonight. very lucky and very poorly at grammar. Um, yeah. yeah. I am, yeah, look, compared to what other people and countries are going through, it's just, I'm just going to sound like a whiny bitch, but I don't care because I'm over it all. I'm really worn out. I'm doing longer hours working from home than I have done in a heck of a long time. Wow. And my team at my work, we've got... My, my boss retired um, sort of just as all this hit. So his farewell party from our branch was all online. And we were all... It was all a little bit awkward than that, but, you know, we were all very sad to see him go, but we have to wait till we get the all clear before we can actually have a proper send-off for him and his wife who mm-hmm. retired as well. Um so that was a little bit awkward. So we're training. Uh, we, we've had someone within our branch move into our team. She's doing a great job, but it's up to me to train her. And I'm finding training someone constantly via the magic of the interwebs is really tiring. Because normally in an office situation, you could just go, oh, just come and sit at my desk and I'll show you how to do X, Y, and Z. And now it's like, mm-hmm. oh, how do I share this screen with you? And oh, can you see that? And oh, is our connection still there? Um, so it, I know it sounds just like whiny, but I'm, I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm just, mm. I'm really worn out from everything. I'm getting cabin fever. You know, even though I, even though I do a, a you know, a, a daily escape run or not drive, I should say, to the, to get essential stuff from the shops. Um, the bottle shop, yeah. <laughs> how dare you be so <laughs> correct? No, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, it's still there's cabin fever. There's just everything's getting on my nerves. I'm just, I'm just worn out by it all. Um, mm. And I feel really because you're right. We're, we're both lucky to still be working um, and still be in a fairly, you know, safe and healthy country. Really, compared to other places. Um, so I just feel like I'm whining a bit, but I have to let it out somehow. So. Yeah, how about you, Paul? How are you feeling with all this stuff going on? I'm being terribly ineffective, but I mean, I uh, I haven't I've had a bout of illness recently, so mm. um, yeah. I my wife it worships the sun, like she's a like an acolyte of Ra or something. So you know, when it's warm, <laughs> she wants to throw open all the doors, and then we've got you know uh, French doors here, and throw them open and just let yeah. all the all the sunlight in. And unfortunately, it. It's fly season here, so there's a oh. bazillion flies in the house. So, you know, the flies that come into the house on Monday, by, you know, Thursday, I've managed to kill them all. Right. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's just crazy here. So um, last Sunday, I was walking around the house. You know, like, I, if it was up to me, I would live in a coffin. We would never have the blinds up, you know. You know, I would 
just stay in dwell in darkness. So, mm-hmm. I mean, my eyes only need to be able to read comics in a room and uh, watch TV and squint at my phone. That's all I need yeah, in yeah. life. The simple you know, things. I don't need yeah. Suns- yeah, I don't need sunshine. I don't need fresh air. No, no. It's for the birds. That stuff. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the house has been frequently filled with flies, and you know, I am. <laughs> You, you know my problem with moths. I, you know, yeah. have similar problems with most insects in that they irritate the hell out of me, and I must see them annihilated. Mm. So, um, yeah, I was unfortunately I was I had this can of Peebo green Peebo's bug spray. Yeah, you know Peebo. I know Peebo, but you might need to explain it to listeners in other countries. Um, it's a brand of bug spray. There we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that took so long. Um, yeah, so I've just been spraying the the flies wherever I see them and on the Sunday I don't know what happened but I sprayed there were some on the ceiling in the hallway I sprayed them I went you know down one way and then I turned around I put the can down I thought it would be safe and I walked back through and I got the bug spray in my eye and then I discovered something interesting that I didn't know mm. I am allergic to Peebo in the eyes <laughs> so, I don't I'm, mean to laugh but that does yeah <laughs> yeah I'm sorry so basically um I've never been tear gassed, but this is what it felt like uh, that I imagined. So both my eyes were streaming. I could barely see anything. Um, But, uh, yeah, I put up with that for uh, probably a couple of hours. My wife put some saline in my eyes, Mm -hmm. which was, you know, just a little squirt in each one, and that didn't seem to do anything. And it was getting worse and worse, and then my nose started running, and I just – I was a mess, man. Anyway, um, yeah, by about 4.30, 5 o'clock on Sunday afternoon, it was so unpleasant, I actually took myself to the emergency department of the local hospital. And, um, yeah, they were gratifyingly, they didn't laugh at me, and they said, ooh, this is quite nasty. And then, um, yeah, they, my wife is very smart because they wanted to put saline in my eyes too, except they did it for 45 minutes each eye ooh. with uh, half a litre of saline in oh each eye gosh. at a time. Tiny little squirt of each, because they don't want to hurt my eyes by, you know, fire hosing them with saline. <laughs> so they did, they did that, and they gave me some ointment and stuff. And, and you know, I, I, all this is going on. I was thinking, oh, well, how long is this going to go on? And, you know, I was really, I can't read anything. I can't, you know, see properly. Mm, and, uh, yeah, I, they said, oh, you might have to, we might have to put some, um, uh, what do they call it, anesthetic in your eyes. And then oh you, my God. You, might need, you might need eye patches. And I was, you know. <laughs> One eye patch, you know, you snake Pliskin. That's really yeah, cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Two yeah. eye patches, not two know. eye patches, not cool. No, <laughs> it's a very fine line. It's yeah, know, doesn't take much to go from cool to what the fuck have you done to yourself? <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to be stumbling around the house you know, with two <laughs> eye patches on. Anyway, so fortunately, they gave me this ointment. They sent me home. So I was at the hospital for probably like four hours mm. with them, you know, mucking around with me. Sure. I had to do an eye test at the end. Just They said, you can drive home as long as you can read. And they said this, like the third line on this eye testing. Oh, and uh, yeah, I, I was able to do that just. Um, so then I drove home, which was, you know, 10-minute drive through the country. Um, a little bit scary because very, very blurry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, made it home. And basically, I was out of action all for a week on, yeah. <laughs> with my eyes being stuffed. 
you know, I tried to do things I enjoyed, so, but I could barely read. I could watch, like, I could watch a movie, but I wouldn't be able to see all the details. Like, for instance, I was watching, I said to my son, hey, it's time for you to, you know, watch one of the classics. We're going to watch Robocop, you know. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Tremors or something. Oh, he's already seen Tremors, oh, mate. of course he has. What am I saying? <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so I made him watch Robocop, but you know there were literally scenes where it's like if there were four characters on the screen, I wouldn't be able to tell one of them who they were or anything right. like that. So, but it, fortunately it was Robocop. I know it fairly well. Mm. You know, I'm assuming that guy shooting the gun is Robocop. Dead or um, alive, you're coming yeah. with me. But I have recovered now, so I am, I am much weller. Yeah, much well, well, you are much weller. Better yeah. uh, for yeah. the experience. Yeah, yeah, it's affected the speech yes. part of your brain, but um, yeah, because I. I'm just scrolling back through messages on my phone, and there was a slightly concerning one I received uh, that Sunday night uh, with uh, a, a selfie that you sent me <laughs> uh, with a um, you know protective mask covering your your nose and and your mouth, and your eyes looked very red and very worried, and you had a very surprised look on your face, and yeah, I was, and you sent me a little message saying that you'd gotten chemicals in your eyes and had to go to emergency, and that was, like, all I heard from you for a little while. <laughs> so, yes, I'm glad you are feeling weller and betterer. Yeah, well, that mask, having that mask on, you know, I was really, you know, impressed that they could spare some PPE for a civilian mm. like me. But I put it on, and all it did was fill up with snot. <laughs> Delightful. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Right? Yeah, and when, uh, here's an interesting fact. When your eyes absolutely kill and you put on a mask... When you breathe out, the air comes up above, you know, out of the mask, just right in front of your eyes, and oh. it hurts. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. if they weren't already hurting before what you'd gone through, well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, lucky, so. Lucky you. Interesting. Have you ever been in a situation when you hurt and they say, how bad is your pain out of 10? <laughs> yes. Yeah, if you, you've had that situation, you go, yes, oh. I have. Yeah. yeah, and you never know what to say, you know, you. Like, oh. I did You're in the situation, you were, oh, well, I want to say it's, a, you know, a seven or an eight. You know, I, I was like, oh, it's a five. And they're like, oh, really? Is that all? And it's going, well, I'm not, I'm not screaming in agony. Yeah. I'm just incredibly uncomfortable. Every time I blink, it feels like someone is pressing a pencil sharpener into my oh. eye. Yeah, I, anyway. I uh, had my wisdom teeth removed uh, when I was in my mid-twenties, I think it was. Mm, that explains 20s. a lot of why you weren't so wise in your 20s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was sort of coming out of it because they, they knocked me out completely. And my ex-father-in-law was in the room somehow when they were asked when I was coming to. And uh, when they were asking me what my pain level was like, and they, they said a similar thing, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, you know, how are you feeling? You know, what's the pain like? And I uh, was always reminded that my immediate response was, it hurts like fucking hell. So, Whoa! Yeah, yeah, um, that wasn't good. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it all turned out fine at the time, but yeah, I couldn't number at that point. Yeah, I was just raging on pure emotion, so to speak. <laughs> so, I love coming home and talking to my wife about you know you can't imagine the pain. I mean, you've never experienced pain like this. You know, <laughs> you she loves idiot. hearing that. <laughs> I'll bet she does. You stupid, stupid man. <laughs> she who had two cesareans and. <laughs> Had a 36-hour... Oh, she, yeah, she'd never understand, Paul. Oh, yeah. What would she know? Oh. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> you fool of a talk. Yeah. No, I, I love saying to my doctors, you know, I'm probably one of the top 10 sickest people you've ever seen, aren't I? And things like that. 
Yeah. Wow. They must love it when you come through the door. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, I'm, I've got a special beverage tonight. Uh, you know, some podcast people bring in a beverage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a Bundaberg creaming soda. I'll just crack that wow. open now. Mmm. Mm. Uh, are we talking like Bundaberg rum and creaming soda or just... No, it's the lolly water they make, not the alcohol. Okay, okay. I was going to say. You know, the flavoured bundies, you, do you have them in Brizzy? Uh, probably. I don't really go for creaming soda or anything mm-hmm. with Bundaberg on it, so... Now, I've got some snacks here. I've got... Oh, fully prepared. 30 milligrams of acetalopram, which is my antidepressive. So okay. Okay. Take them as it is the evening, yes. and I sometimes forget, so I'm going to take those. Yep. Just one second. Okay. They're quite small. It's good. That's good. That's good. No one likes to have to swallow a horse pill. Mm. And I also have a side order of Tamsulusin, which is my prostate. Oh drug. wow! Okay. Yeah, I'm going to take one of them. Ooh, Friday night going off. It is. Do you Friday take night Do you take pills like we? I always remember when I was young that you'd look at your parents and they had all these pills that they had to had. Had to take in the morning and in the or the evening or something like yeah. that. And um, now I am a man who has to take pills every evening. Yeah, no, I I take um, only in the last few weeks. I've been taking like a, a multivitamin tablet at night, along with a magnesium tablet um, that has ah. vitamin D in it as well. I think. Um, but yes, yeah, so, sometimes I get really bad cramps in my legs in the middle of the night. Oh, I used to, to get that. Yeah, I yeah. jump up out of bed in the middle of the night, you know, try not to swear too loudly, uh, and kind of, you know, stamp down on my foot as quietly as possible. Try and <laughs> to... straighten out that bloody leg. Exactly, yes. You yeah, know the yeah. pain of which I speak. I do know the pain, yeah. I mean, that, your that... wife wouldn't know of it. What would she know about pain? But, mm, you know, she knows nothing I, of pain. Oh, you and I, mate. <laughs> oh, those, those middle of the night leg cramps, ouch. Um, my wife knows nothing of putting up with horrible things. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> what would she know? <laughs> But no, that's that's about it for me. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, they uh, as Australia is slowly coming out of lockdown in bits and pieces, um, they rang me this week and said that my prostate um, exam, my biopsy, was on next. So, ah, um, so that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Cool. Good to hear. Yes, so that is literally a pain in the ass, and <laughs> I will probably sit around at home watching TV. Ah, okay, just for something different. Oh, just for something different. Well, I mean, we've got Netflix now, like real people. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the future! Oh, that's amazing! Mm. We've, we've smashed season one of The Good Place already. Ah, oh, excellent choice, sir. In like excellent. five days, and yep. yeah. That's a forking great show, that is. It is. Holy shirt balls. Mm. Holy mm. shirt balls indeed. Uh, yes, I love that show. It's very good. Um, I can't wait for you to get to the end of it because it's very, very, very good. Good. Like, I like things that are very, very, very yeah, good. It's like em- like emotionally good. Like, oh, oh my no. gosh, yeah. It's it's very, 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 very good. Mm. Well, I mean, I often worry about my emotions in entertainment because I am not one to cry at entertainment. Like, people watch things, you know, like, like I don't cry watching movies. I don't cry reading books. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, um... I could be dead inside, or I could just be <laughs> very withdrawn. I don't know. Yeah. Do you do you cry when you read things? It, um, not so much things? when I read things because I don't read a lot of things these days, other than comics, really. Um, uh, or you know, um, game reviews or comic reviews online or, or something. So, 
No, not a lot of tears there. Uh, I can't remember the last time I had a good cry when I watched something, but it has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was... I remember bawling my eyes at it. Was it... Did Tim... Waiting to exhale? No, I don't think I've even seen that one. <laughs> uh, it was a Tim Burton film. I think it was called Big Fish, oh. I think. Um, and Ewan McGregor was in it, and it was about circus folk and, and something. And I can't remember a damn thing about the plot. But I remember there was a moment near the end, and I was just bawling my eyes out. Um, so that's weird. I can't remember the story at all, but I can remember crying to that film. So, mm. um, so yeah, it does happen, but it has to be like really stupidly over the top emotional, um, uh. and it has it has to have gotten me in some way. Um, if it's just a silly love story, I'll just be like, oh, whatever, and probably leave the room. So, yeah. Um, it yeah, it happens. It has happened. I'm sure it will happen again. It just depends on mm. what it is and how well it's written, I guess, and how well it's performed. So eh. yeah, mm. Mm. yeah. Well, my wife cries every time she watches ET. Every time. Every time. Wow. Every time. I probably did cry at that as a kid, but I didn't even cry at things as a kid. Oh, you're so tough. No, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm <laughs> tough. I'm saying I'm emotionally malformed. Okay. Know. Okay. Deviant. Anyway. <laughs> I wasn't going to go that far. Jeez. Don't be yeah. so hard on yourself, okay? Mm. Um, yeah. So, nothing, nothing, uh, no film ever that you can recall? No. No, I can't recall any. Uh, I think I did actually cry once when I was watching a documentary about um, a hostage situation. and People were held hostage in... Mm. Tehran or something like that for for nine months or something and okay. or or longer it was a ridiculous amount of time and they got mm. freed eventually and I, I I found myself you know having some sort of a weird emotional reaction to that mm. um, but yeah no not uh, full the last time I cried was when our dog died and that was well that's fair enough that's, well yeah. not really I've never cried about an animal before but this one this was my fluffy white idiot dog ghosty you know? well, there you go you know you obviously had an emotional connection with ghosty so it's yeah. natural i mean yeah when i i've i have cried as well when pets have passed away so i just remembered i have also cried at a rock concert what because it was so good <laughs> <laughs> i for those that that know me um i'm a big fan of the pixies that they, they would be like my top band of all time I think this has already come up, and we're only four episodes in. So. Has it? Wow. <laughs> God. Uh, but yes, when they were touring for their, um, I think, like the 25th anniversary of the Doolittle album, and they played it um, track by track, and then they did some B-sides and covers for the encores, and they do a song called Winterlong, which is a cover of a Neil Young song, and when that came on, I was I was so filled with joy at, at getting to see them live that when they then played one of my all-time favourite songs that they do, yeah, the floodgates opened. And I was wow. bawling my eyes out. Because wow. I was so happy. So happy mm. tears. Yeah. but And mm. I, I didn't care. There was, like, people going off all around me and, like, people cheering and that. And I think a few people kind of looked at me and went, you know, gave me the, the look like, are you okay, dude? And I was like, yeah, thumbs up. But tears sort of streaming down my face. <laughs> I just got fly spray in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so yeah, I've, 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 if I'm, I, I can get overcome with emotion and um, 
and get a bit teary-eyed oh, about the enough. oddest things. So, oh. Oh. Okay. did I really mention that in a previous episode? Well, you mentioned you like the Pixies. I'm not okay, saying right. that's, okay. that particular Pixies anecdote right. okay. is, is a fresh one. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, geez, four, four episodes in and we're already rehashing material. Good God. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yes. So um, what, what have you been doing to keep yourself entertained um, whilst quarantined? Uh, well, the, there's the Netflix. Um, I'm quite naughty. I tend to watch movies while I'm working, so I'm oh. sitting in my man cave surrounded by comics and stuff um so you know working away and skyping people and solving their problems etc mm-hmm. but i will pop on a movie i've got a whole pile of movies i haven't watched yet and things i'm interested in seeing and mm-hmm. things that are no one should probably see um, <laughs> I, yeah, give us a, a, an example come on you can't say um, that and then not listen i watched names. the hurricane heist today <laughs> Right. <laughs> Which is, um, you know, a very realistic story about a whole bunch of criminals robbing a uh, treasury. Um, they bring all the money there to dispose of old bills. So there's, you know, pallets and pallet, giant pallets of money in a, in a safe mm-hmm. at this place. And in the middle of a hurricane, these guys come to rob it all. Um, and, yeah, it, it, it really did reach, you know, epic heights of ridiculousness when... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. and, uh, there's, there's a scene where the, the main characters, the, the goodies, um, are in a shopping centre and uh, they're trying to, um, the bad guys have come to get them in the shopping centre. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because it's a hurricane, everything's evacuated. So they have put on harnesses and tied these harnesses to these great big spools of, um, you know, climbing rope. Oh, no. Yeah, and then they shoot out the glass ceiling and all the, the bad guys get sucked up into the sky. And they also get sucked up into the sky, but they're on these harnesses and ropes. Right, yeah. <laughs> it was very realistic. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was like a twister with a dash of Fast and the Furious and, oh, and the rock in there or something like that. Wow, yeah. okay. But not the sum of those parts. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I, I wanted to see it. I, can't, I must admit, you know, Hurricane, Heist, I'm there. That's That sounds like a good time. Right. <laughs> For some, I'm sure, yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I've been catching up on horror movies, so I've watched a bit of... What did I watch recently? I watched some Insidious. That was fun. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I think I'm going to watch some Jeepers Creepers next week. And maybe. <gasps> oh, that's uh, a good one. Is it? Yeah, that, that's a few years old now, I think. And I think they did a few sequels. Uh, but yeah, I've got that's... Jeepers Creepers 2, yeah. Oh, have you got the first one? Yeah, I've got both. I've got okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. The Conjuring 1 2. I mean, I'm not used to um, having things available online, so I've been collecting just cheap movies wherever I see them. So, and I've got Happy... We watched Happy Death Day recently. I've got ha- Happy Death Day to you. Oh, yes, yes. I've, I've not yeah. seen either of those, but I, I heard kind of good things about at least the first one. So yeah. It was surprisingly good, mm. um, despite having Scott Lobdell in the mix as a writer. Oh. Anyway. Oh, right. oh I've broken my talking about comics rule on Gary show. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. You're a rebel. Ah, into the sin bin. <laughs> Me. Yeah. So, uh, are you entertaining yourself too much, or are you just falling into bed every night, exhausted from? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, yeah. I, I was in bed at like seven thirty p.m. last night after a ridiculously <laughs> long day. 
Um, but I've I have ventured into the world of Animal Crossing. Whoa. Um, Animal Crossing New Horizons on the uh, Nintendo Switch. And that's hang on, me. I'll get my kids. I'll get my kids in here so they can listen <laughs> to this bit. Uh, look, you'll be pleased to know that my island, I have named it Oolong. Oh, I am so, impressed with that. That's very good. <laughs> For those that aren't aware, Oolong Island is uh, the residence of the Doom Patrol in uh, Volume 5. Volume 5. Patrol. And now I too have broken the non-comics talk rule. Oh. <laughs> so we're, it evens out, one all. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's been interesting. It's it's There are some moments where you're like, why am I doing this? And then there are other moments where something goes wrong and you go, oh my God, all my hard work is being ruined. Mm. Uh, case in point, our youngest today, um, he decided that, yeah, he would create a character and, you know, move into the island. Um, and I've already done a fair bit of work on the island. So we've got a proper resident center, which is like a town hall. We've got a shop and we've got a museum. So we've got a few things set up there. You got a Whole Foods? Uh, not quite. No, not quite that fancy. Uh, so when uh, young Lachlan is, uh, you know, pa- sorting out his bill for moving in, it was about it was a little bit more than half of what I paid when I initially had to go there. And right. I'm like, you got in cheaper than I did, you little. Uh. Um, and then I was like, okay, well you're set up now. I've got to log in to do my work from home. I'll come in and check in. Just you know, come and grab me if you. Got any questions on that? So um, I leave him to it, and I come out an hour or so later, and he's plucked all these flowers that I have carefully <laughs> planted and placed around the island, and I got a little bit annoyed. Um, <laughs> and then he was standing in the garden bed I had outside my house, and he picked up a flower. While I was there, I was like, what are you doing? Get out of a garden bed. Don't pick flowers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so, and then uh, the second I said that, I was like, dude, you need to calm down. This is just a game. <laughs> you literally told him to get off your lawn. I, I did, yes. <laughs> I did. I told him to get his digital self off my digital lawn. Um, and then I told him which flowers he could go and pluck in the other part of the island. Um, so it's a really strange experience. Uh, and I'm in a chat group with uh, friends of ours online and they're all trading like tips on how to grow certain flowers or certain fruits or how to acquire certain items <laughs> or craft. Them. And it's just like almost nonstop. And it's like, oh my gosh, there's... And I've, I've, my, I've gone and visited islands of, of these friends and the amount of work they have put into them and I'm just like, oh, I've got a nice little house with a nice little wooden fence and some flowers. And these people have got basements and multiple stories with multiple rooms in their house and waterfalls and, you know, magic wands that let them change outfits in a, in a second. And I'm just like, holy crap. Uh, admittedly, one of these friends has spent over 500 hours playing this game. Bloody hell. So he's clearly put the time and effort into it. Uh, mm. But then he was saying online today, you know what, uh, I'm a little bit disappointed with the way my island's turned out, so I'm going to wipe it all out and start all over again. Fair I enough. Like, I was like, what, 500 hours later and you make that, what, what? Yeah. It's like life, I mean, when you get sick of your house, you demolish it and rebuild. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's really easy to do when you're renting. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, bloody yeah. hell. 
Is this um, Chris and Jess? Yeah, Chris and, and Jessica and, and Katie Sullivan and mm. Karen and Joe. Yeah, mainly stateside friends. And Cece, who's American, but she's in Britain at the moment. It's it's very, it, you know, you, it's almost like learning a new language. Mm. <laughs> and we, oh, I've done this and this and this to get this flower. It's like, what? So, but I'm getting caught up. I'm kind of enjoying it for a bit of a diversion. But um, yeah, it's it's a weird game where you're in debt to a raccoon and mm. you're working for that raccoon to pay it off. It's a, it's a very... It's, it's a very odd game, but it's a little bit addictive, and I've had harsh words with a 14-year-old boy about whose flowers he may and may not pluck. Wow. And that was a conversation I never thought I'd have. <laughs> yes. Well, my kids have, you know, they used to play Animal Crossing in the previous iteration, and they, mm. I think when it, this was on the Wii or the Wii U, mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, but they bought a lot of the trading cards and oh, yes. folders of those, so... They suddenly discovered that these trading cards are hot commodities again, so mm, yes. they're very excited that they've got some of the characters that are really hard to get. Ah. So, mm. There you go. Yeah. There has been a chatter amongst this group of friends about purchasing the Amiibo cards, I think they're called, to get yes. yeah, specific characters. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Well, my, my kids have a copy of Bob each. Okay. I, I, oh, oh I don't, the Bob. I, the I, Bob, yeah. I don't know who Bobby is. So I'm such a noob. <laughs> My son keeps coming up to me and going, look, this is a $100 card. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I'd, I'd be telling that lad to hold on to it a little bit longer and see if yeah. more zeros on there. So Yeah, wow. Wow. So, yeah, that's that's been a big time sink at the moment, um, as well as just just work. work takes Working from home is fine if you do it once in a while. Yeah, it actually ruins home if you do it all the time. Exactly, yes, yeah. yes. And I'm getting really... I'm very much looking forward to um, being back in the office. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Again, another thing I never thought I'd say. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, I went into the office and worked there um, on Thursday because mm. uh, they'd scheduled a flu shot. Oh, so, okay. So I thought I would wander in for that. Mm. And it was very odd because, you know, I hadn't seen people I've been working with. You know, there was only... Four of them there out of 50. Yeah. But we've all been kicked out of their area, so they could um, open a, a new um, call centre to cope with all the crap going on with COVID. Oh. Uh, yeah, but, you know, I was saying to someone that's, you know, when you're at home working, people come and ask you to make them lunch and stuff like that. And it's stuff you never have to do when you're at work. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, when, when I'm at work and I don't feel like stopping for lunch, I just don't stop and, you know. Yeah, but exactly. people show up and they're hungry. And they, these people are often people who haven't been doing anything all day. <laughs> are these often young people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you're picking yeah. up what I'm laying down in? Oh, I am. I, yeah. I am. Um, so have you a- attempted or, or tried... Because when you look at things on, online mm. during this current period, there's often a bit of chatter about people trying new things or, or trying a new hobby or something. Have, have you tried anything new during the this pandemic era so far? Not at all. Um, <laughs> not at all. I, am a, I, I, I struggle to do the things I want to do without adding <laughs> extra things right. to the pile. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I haven't added anything. Oh, okay. Mm, what about yourself? Um, I joined a, a role-playing group. Um We've had a role. We've started a role-playing campaign via Facebook, and our friend, friend of the the shows, sort of, uh, Carl Smith, was our game master. Mm-hmm. 
and yeah, I was playing a dwarf woman named Betsy. Nice. And she turned up and started working in the kitchen at the local tavern, and then there was a bit of a call out for people to go and investigate a certain breed of rabbit out in the wild. And she was like, oh, I might be able to get some fresh stock for the pantry by checking out these rabbits. And it turned into this whole other weird thing <laughs> with um, weird rabbits and giant centipede carrion crawler monsters and undead skeletons and and it was so much fun i haven't role played since high school and at that time i was the games master trying to kill off my players in mm. the most trap filled dungeons i could possibly imagine which is probably not the best way to run a game and keep people interested mm. but but yeah it was actually really fun you know carl would would tag us when it was our turn to do something, and um, we would discuss things uh, in the the player group. And yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. And I stopped them. Th- you know, this is the first time I've actually played a role playing game as a player ever. Wow! So uh, at the ripe old age of forty uh, four, <laughs> you know, it's never too late to start something new. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yes, yeah, so so Betsy, thankfully, she survived the adventure with one health point left. Oh, well done. Uh, my, she's now level two, uh, and I got to roll. I got to roll the the eight sided die, uh, doom die that we use on that other show that we won't mention. Um, <laughs> and I I got to add whatever I rolled to her health points. I magically rolled an eight, so she's very healthy now. And Carl said, uh, also with your experience, you are also pretty. I was like, well, isn't that nice? I'm a pretty, <laughs> a pretty dwarf maiden who's survived a weird adventure in some caverns. Wow. So yeah, that was that was lots of cool fun. So I haven't role played much, but every single time I do, I'm a barbarian called Bogan the Barbarian. Really? So, yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's, yeah, I've killed the conversation. <laughs> No, no, my laughter is carrying it on. <laughs> okay, that's 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 cool. That follow your bliss. So, <laughs> speaking of following your bliss, yes, we haven't talked music yet. This no, we have not. No, we have not. So I I've got another question for you, which kind of ties into the music bit. Okay. Um, have you got? Uh, uh, okay, here is. Um, Oh, how am I going to phrase it without sounding stupid? Is there a band or an artist yes. that you would like to <laughs> to see there be a musical created based around their output? Oh, Ooh. and if so, and if so, do you have a song of theirs? So, so like every song in the musical has to be from that one band or that one artist. Um, and do you have a song that would be like? a big turning point in said musical. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, I put, some, I put some thought into this one. Mm, um, now I've killed the conversation. Well, no. First thing that comes to mind is probably uh, Chem- My Chemical Romance and the album uh, Welcome Ooh. to the Black Parade because that is incredibly theatrical already mm, if, okay. you, if you know the album. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I would think that um, Welcome to the, the, the Black Parade would be a terrific song in a musical. Yeah. When I was a young boy, my father took me into the city to see a 
marching band He said, son, when you grow up Would you be the savior of the broken The beaten and the damned He said, will you defeat them Your demons and all the non-believers The plans that they have made would want you know something weirder and you know less obvious so yeah uh, I don't know I think mental as anything could you, you could get a good musical out of mental as anything I think so Apocalypso the musical oh yeah <laughs> yeah well anything that has live it up in it you know it's mm-hmm. going to be a winner with the yeah. crowds get more Australian in terms of musical than mental as anything. But I mean also I think uh, Lily Allen you could do some oh. good musicals with her stuff. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yes. That's the truth. And her, yeah, her lovely song jaunty upbeat song called Fuck You. <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite a p- pivotal yet hilarious moment in uh, in a musical of hers. Hmm. <laughs> But, I mean, when I was in New York last year... Mm. Oh, sorry, sorry. Have you been to New York? (laughs) You won't believe it, but yes, I have been to New York. We went to um, uh, the Theatre District, and we caught um, Beetlejuice, the musical, which was um, very good. Very fun. either forgot that that existed or was not aware that such a thing existed. That's very cool. Yeah. Yes, they took the the plot of the movie Mm. and they improved on it. Oh, wow. Uh, quite well. And, yeah, turned it into a musical and created lots of new songs. Um, and they were very funny. 
Yeah. Did they have the um the the Deo scene in it? Whatever that song. Yeah, absolutely. Banana yeah, they, song. Yep. They um, definitely had that. That's fantastic. Okay, I'm sold. <laughs> yeah, and there's a um, Beetlejuice sings a, a song called "Creepy Old Guy," which is um, you know all about you know creepy old guys coming onto young girls and ew. you know but uh, yeah, very funny. Oh, okay. okay. Yes, it's, it was self-aware. Mm. But very enjoyable. So that was really good. Um, Australian Eddie Perfect actually uh, did the lyrics and music. Oh for, wow! Okay. Yeah, that's most that's, of the. Yep, that's good talent right there. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. So, what about you? What are what are your musical? What band do you think could be? Well, musical? I've I was listening to some random tunes the other day, and um, I went into a bit of a binge uh, for an artist called Holly Golightly. Uh, who's a British singer-songwriter who's been um, recording and touring since the mid-90s. And she you would probably really enjoy her because she uh, tends to lean towards the... Um, oh, God, I've forgotten the word now. Mort- Mortlin? No. Um, <laughs> the kind of... Depressing? Sad. Uh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um <laughs> She, she, uh, mournful. That's the word I was looking for. Mournful. mournful. There we go. Um, yeah. a lot of her songs are very mournful yet are still really good songs to listen to. Um, and I was think, and she, her sound is, uh, and we'll play a track in, in a second, but her sound is very, um, kind of that retro 50s, 60s garage band sound, um, uh, with a bit of blues thrown in. Um, and it's just really, cool stuff and she I don't think she's put an album out since about 2015 and I came across this track from that album um, the song's called Fool 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 and it's basically it sounds like and this was the song that made me think of the question because this song it's the lyrics make it sound like um, there are girls talking to another girlfriend of theirs who's trying to, you know, she's obviously got this awful boyfriend and her friends are trying to make her see how rotten he is and they're saying to her, but all you do is, you know, sort of look in the mirror and ignore what he's really like and really doing. And it just sounded like something that would be in the middle of like a sort of rom-com musical where, you know, partway through the the girl realises she's with the wrong guy and the nice (laughs) guy who's been there all along (laughs) is going to, you know finally, you know, be looked upon her by her in a, uh, a a more favorable light or something like that. So, um, yeah, it was just this song that, um, I hadn't heard of from her before because she's been a bit quiet. I know she's, she's been touring off and on over the years. Um, and I did some checking and she's meant to be touring in Spain in October of this year. So Ooh. that's optimistic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but yeah, this this is Full Fool Fool um, by Holly Go Lightly, which I really dig, and I think could be a um, turning point song in Holly Go Lightly the musical, I guess we'll call it. <laughs> <laughs> Face him with the truth about loving you. 
Are you doing anything for Mother's Day for the mothers of your life? Um, well, my own mother is in a nursing home, which is still on lockdown. So the closest I can get to see my mum, and she's on the second floor of her building, I think when Kylie and I discussed it, we were going to go to the parking lot next door and wave at her, basically. Um, is about as close as we'll get to see her on Mother's Day. Oh, throw on your long coat and take a boombox and hold it over your head. Did, did I mention I saw that film for the first time recently? Uh, say anything? Yeah. I'd never seen it before. And then it was playing on TV about a week before its, I think, 30th anniversary. Oh, wow. something's anniversary. And yeah, I, I watched it all. It was the first time I'd ever seen it. And I don't quite get all the hype about it. Yeah, I well, I must admit, I never caught it when it was... Um when I was young, I saw it last year on a plane. So. Oh, wow. There you go. But, like, you, you see the, the, the boombox over the head picture yeah. used in memes and that all the time. And it's kind of like, I was like, okay, I know this is a film that that comes from. It's going to be a big pivotal moment. Nah, not really. Yeah. I just, you know, played an annoying song at her in the middle of the night. <laughs> just Peter Gabriel. But yeah. I mean, it was, yeah. oh, this is going to be, this is going to be like The Breakfast Club or something amazing yeah. like that. Yeah, and it wasn't. It wasn't, no. Although... Nicely done. Yeah, it, it's it's a good enough film. Um, it was good to see Marty Crane as the dad. Yep. Um, of of the daughter, of the girl, um, who mm. I only sky. I did some research. Uh, you know, when you're in the middle of a film that's kind of not got your full attention, you look up stuff on Wikipedia <laughs> about it. Um, she's married to Ben Lee. Whoa! So every time I hear that song in all the, in like ninety percent of the ads that are on during the pandemic times and they've all got we're all in this together playing in the background i think first of all a he's cashing in quite well b he's married to ioni sky yeah who was in say anything yeah well he had a really long relationship with um claire danes before yes she went on homeland and got crazy eyes (laughs) yeah that was a requirement for that role yep (laughs) it certainly was claire can you do crazy eyes oh yeah okay you're in (laughs) It's my favourite app is the bit where she's all stressed out. That bit, that app is yeah, great. That was so, she did that so well. And the, the crazy eyes on that one, mwah, just kiss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what are you doing for Mother's Day after all that? <laughs> well, yeah, I was a bit um, crap for uh, Christmas. So, or Actually, I completely didn't do anything for Valentine's Day as well. So, oh. yeah, I'm um, trying to get back in the good books. So. Oh. Um, and Sam doesn't listen to this, so she won't know. We've got her. My son went and got her a um, baby Yoda pop from oh, Funko. Nice, nice. Yeah, mm. and um, I've ordered her a bit of jewellery. And uh, I went into the comic shop in Canberra, and they were selling penis owls. So I bought her a penis owl statue. 
I'm sorry, did you just say penis owl? Oh, Mike, you don't know about the penis owl? Clearly, <laughs> clearly <laughs> not. I, <laughs> no, I do not. Please. Well, uh, let me tell you a tale. Please enlighten me about your penis owl. <laughs> well, in Canberra, Canberra is basically, um, no, well, as far as the town structure, it's like satellites that are joined by little roads. So you've got, you know, imagine like a space station with pods, and that's how the towns are. Mm-hmm. But they're all connected by roads. Um, when you come into the area that we call Belconnen, which is in the north of Canberra, mm. they um, commissioned some interesting public art that is on the main road at the entrance to the town. Um, and it's a, an owl. But golly, it looks like a penis. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So, um, so uh, come to the show notes, everyone. I'll put up a picture of the real thing. Please do. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. But I got Sam, uh, a, little model of it so that mm. she can have on her desk and it's you know and everyone will come and laugh at it because it is laughed at generally I'm, I'm hoping they have photos of it from an official site and that you don't have to google penis and owl in the one search because that actually uh, hang on i'm gonna fire up the phone and i'll oh, do a search now for penis owl and see this what this is we always get. a golden moment in audio podcasts where someone has to search something <laughs> Yeah, you can I, scrub my browser history when I'm gone. You can, you um, can hear the clickety clack of the keyboard. You can hear the, yeah. the the ums and ahs as he's trawling through all the images. Uh, it's the first thing that comes up, Mike. Literally, right? Okay. You, I want you to just type okay. in "penis owl" in your Google search bar right, right now. Okay, I I am firing up my web browser. I am typing in. I was about to type in Google. Uh, that's not good. Uh, penis. Like help if I, I can't believe I just misspelled penis. Um, stupid autocorrect. <laughs> oh my god! That yeah, okay. <laughs> the, the first result is like half instant. a dozen. Yeah, instant. And then apparently there's even a Facebook page, which is the very next thing to appear in the search results <laughs> about the great penis owl of Canberra. Wow, what the hell yeah. is up with Canberrans? Honestly. <laughs> I don't. Well, that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> On the. Yeah. Well, it's kind of got a front and a back picture of this owl. And yeah. From the front. Yeah. Sure. I get it. I. It's a interpretation of an owl from the back. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Whew. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's not fully erect, but it, you know. It's, it's on the way. <laughs> it's. It's saying good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Have a penis owl in your town, or <laughs> they're just happy to see you. Mm. Yeah, that's right. a reason to visit the show uh, website, yeah, everybody. Yeah, um, hashtag penis owl. <laughs> Thanks to the Gary Show. <laughs> wow, that's okay. Well, well done, Australia. Well done. <laughs> so okay, well, I was worried about you know I I don't know how I can top that in terms of a. Uh, a um, Valentine's, a Mother's Day gift even for um, for Kylie, because um, last year I um, commissioned some art from a friend of ours, Andrea Shockling. Um, oh yeah, she's a really cool artist, really cool person, um, and I got her to uh, do a painting of when uh, we went to a uh, Hobbiton. Um, so I gave her like the original picture, and she did a, a really cool like watercolor art piece based on that. Um, and I got it put in a really nice frame, and we've got it hanging in our bedroom. I've got no idea how I'm going to top that. 
because wow. um, it was, you know, a really nice, well-done piece of art. Um, and, yeah, so I'm thinking I might uh, see what Kylie knows about Canberra and if she's heard of a <laughs> certain owl. And uh, yeah. how, how you going? Get a, Do you want me to pick one up for you and uh, pop it in the mail? I'll get back to you on that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just... You know, I would hate for the mail to turn up, and you would probably wrap it inappropriately, so I would have this <laughs> penis-shaped thing turn up in the mail. <laughs> or worse yet, there would be a note from the post office saying, you have a parcel, please come and collect it. And I would have to walk out of the post office with a large penis-shaped package <laughs> under my arm to take back to the car. <laughs> Another penis-shaped package, you mean? Oh, all right, another one. <laughs> <sighs> wow, we've we've uh, we've covered so much this episode. We uh, have. Mm. Mm. <laughs> we stuck to the script so closely. We did. We did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to uh, say tell people things? Uh, so yes, I'll, I'll tell people things because I think Paul's hinting that it's time to start wrapping things up. Uh, first of all, thank you to those that have left comments on waitingfordoom.com on the Gary Show episodes. We'll, we'll reply to you guys there. Um, we do appreciate your feedback. Um, special shout out to Martin Gray, who seems very keen for this show. Um, <laughs> he's, <laughs> we, we appreciate your uh, patronage, Martin. Uh, and I apologise for this being a little bit later than planned. It's been a crazy couple of weeks. I mean, Paul had fly spray in his eyes. Come on. You know? That's, <laughs> can't do much about that. You know, man down. Man down. <laughs> Get a medic. We've got a man down with Peebo in his eyes. And, yeah. Um, so, yes, Paul and I will uh, reply to those comments on the website. Um, if you'd like to get in touch... Get in touch with us. You can reach us uh, on Twitter at... Penis Owl. <laughs> Penis Owl OMG. <laughs> at Twitter. No, that's not. At Gary Show Podcast, all one word. Um, you can email us uh, at... Well, I, I, I can't even remember the email address for the Gary Show account because no one emails it. They all just uh, email no. waiting for doom. Yes. At gmail.com. Uh, if you'd like to email the Gary Show properly... Uh, you can reach that mailbag at garyshowpodcast at gmail.com. Um, actually, I will give a special ma- mention to Aaron Long, um, who did email us at that address a little while ago, back in January to be exact, and he said, Hi Gary and Gary, long-time listener, first-time caller. So I listened to this podcast by these two Australians. We'll call them Mitch and Raul for the sake of privacy, but they keep talking about the X-Men, but keep insisting the show is about the Doom Patrol. How do I get them to learn and acknowledge the truth in this world of falsity and lies? Um, and to Aaron, I say... <laughs> so <laughs> You're beatboxing. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm laying down some wicked tunes. Um, yeah, and you can check us out uh, f- for other episodes of The Gary Show, as well as DCOCD and Waiting for Doom uh, at waitingfordoom.com. Paul, tell the folks what... DCOCD is about if they haven't listened to it before. DCOCD is the event podcast for DC events, which goes through every single DC event uh, from 1985's Crisis on Infinite Earths all the way up until, well, probably Death Metal, realistically, but we don't know yet. Um, So if you like DC events, um, we do a show about that, and it's very quick. Like, we we don't go into everything about the event. We just Mm. basically get in there, talk about it, um, give it a score, 
put it in a ranking, which is a really foolish thing to do, but we do it. <laughs> and yeah, and then we get out. We have different people on because mm-hmm. uh, we need three people to make it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, I think it's a good show. Yeah, and uh, it's a good show. yeah, and we also do waiting for doom. Did you mention that yet? Uh, I did mention that we do the show. We haven't explained what that is. If you've never what is that, that before, Mike? what that the hell is, is it? That that is a show that is all about the Doom Patrol. My personally, my all-time favorite DC comic book superhero team. Uh, Paul, I know you're a big fan of it as well. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we have been covering for the last six years every appearance of the Doom Patrol in print. Uh, and in animated bits and pieces, and as well as uh, season one of the recent TV show, mm. which was very exciting. We called it Waiting for Doom because when we started the show, there was no Doom Patrol comic in print. <laughs> and we were waiting for the Doom Patrol to uh, return to the shelves. Yeah. And lo and behold, a few years into the show, we get the return of the Doom Patrol in print, and we get them on screen as well, which... I still uh, it's very big headed of me to say this, but I'm I still think we played a part in that somehow. Uh, somehow, somehow, we must have. Yeah, clearly, yeah. you know, um, Dio and Lee were in the DC offices listening to our show there and going, "Listen, there's clearly the fan base there. <laughs> These guys are fantastic, and they've got the fans there. Look at the number of listens they get each week. It's great. Yeah. We've got to do more with the Doom Patrol." So. Yeah. That's, you know, when I want some sort of reference on that etched on my tombstone. Well, I mean, wait till someone starts a Gary Show show. And then we'll know. <laughs> then we'll know it's directly attributable to yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that'll be cool to see. <laughs> wow, the mind boggles. Uh, but yes, that's, that's all the, the goodness that Paul and I do. Um, we might even start live tweeting Lego Masters Australia a little bit more often. Oh, yeah. Well. That was fun to do. There was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a very fun show, Lego Masters. And my kids say to me every episode, Mike, you should go on that show. And I'm like, no, no, because I pretty much stick to the instruction booklets that come with the sets that I buy. Um, yeah. If I was on that show and I had eight hours to build some specific thing, I would probably spend six of those hours just freaking out. Yes. curled up underneath the table, stressing. Mm. So- <laughs> I'm not an ideal candidate for that show. Thank you. Um, Anyway, I think that was us signing off. (laughs) I think that's it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Thanks for garying on with us, everyone. Thanks for garying with us, Paul. Mm. Always good to garry on with you. Keep calm and garry on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stay indoors. Keep your social fucking distance, everyone. Um, And, yeah. Garry on up the Kyber. That's for you, man. (laughs) 